Well, hello there, fellow Clashers and gamers. How is everybody doing on this fine day? Welcome back to another episode of Clashing in Traffic. My name is Catfish. As always, I will be your host for the day, so why don't y'all hop on in and buckle up? It's time to go play in some traffic. Guys, this morning, as I am getting ready to drive off to work, I am glad that you are riding along with me so that we can talk about our favorite game that is clash of clans guys uh it looks like Waze is telling me i need to go the complete opposite direction than normal to get to work so i don't know what that means for me guess we'll find out maybe we've got a long commute this morning who knows hopefully i get there in time for my meetings that i have anyway how did everybody enjoy what i hope was a long weekend for everybody it was the national holiday this past weekend with juneteenth being celebrated uh, technically on Sunday, and then we as federal employees, we got to celebrate it on Monday with a day off. And I normally have every other Monday off, so since Monday was a holiday, I got to take Friday off too. I had a nice four-day weekend for Father's Day, and that was just awesome. Spent a lot of time working out in our backyard. We uh, usually host an annual July 4th party at our house it's just it's a small one it's just our our family and then my sister-in-law and her family all come over with their four kids and every once in a while we'll have a couple other folks come over but this year we're actually having an, an additional guest my my son is bringing his girlfriend into town for the weekend to spend with us so we're gonna have some fun hosting her and just enjoying the pool and the beautiful weather and all of the great fireworks that our neighbors put off because while we don't go to one of the major fireworks locations in our city and we've got several being a, a beach resort city there's a bunch of them around our our neighbors like to shoot off fireworks so just to celebrate that the, that the day ends in why i swear they're constantly going off so then july 4th rolls around and it's even more insane which looks cool for us unfortunately my little doggo does not enjoy the fireworks at all i've got a, a little long-haired miniature dachshund uh, she is about eight and a half pounds of just pure fluffiness, and she hates the fireworks. So it's good for us, not so good for her. But we're all we're all learning to deal with it as, as best as we can. Unfortunately, she seems to be getting worse in her old age. So it's uh, I'm not looking forward to necessarily that part of it. But we are looking forward to all of the fun that we're going to have on July 4th. So yeah, yeah, it's it's still a few weeks away, but we were starting to get ready now, cleaning things up and in making sure that we've got all the all of our little landscaping and stuff in the backyard done up just right and making sure that things will be here as far as lawn maintenance when it comes around to doing that because as soon as we get done with that i'm going to be rolling out to go visit with my brother over in tennessee so we'll be gone for a few days after july 4th to go go visit with him and, and my mom lives in the same city as him now they just finished building a new house so we're going to go see her new house and hang out with my brother so that'll be a fun time that's things that we have planned coming up in the next couple weeks but what did we do this past weekend like i said a bunch of yard work floating around in the pool and enjoying Father's Day. So I want to wish a happy Father's Day to all those dads out there, all those Clash dads out there, whoever you are, wherever you are, whatever you're doing. I hope that your kids absolutely spoiled you on Father's Day and that you had a great time with them. And if you're not a dad, I, I hope that, uh, that you have a relationship with your father where you could call him and at least have a good visit, if not go to visit, with, go and see him and all that. So uh, I hope that all the dads out there did have a good time. Me, I I feel like I got I got spoiled, y'all. I got some fantastic gifts this weekend. My son 
sent me this giant box. That's I think that's what it was called. Was the giant box or was it the big box? But it was filled up with the game Dominion and its expansion pack Intrigue. So I have heard of this game. I know that I saw Tip and T talking about it in their Discord server a long time ago. I've not actually had a chance to play it, but my son got introduced to it by one of his new roommates. So I now have Dominion and Intrigue, and I have a couple weeks to get used to this game, learn its rules, so that when he rolls into town, when my son rolls into town to play against me, I can I can hopefully beat him. But, you know, he's he's had a, a head start on learning it. So if anybody's got any tips on, on how to do best at Dominion and Intrigue, Hook me up and let me know what it is, because I just, I got to beat him, man. I got, I gots to beat this kid. Anyway, and then my, my daughter, oh my word. Y'all, I love, actually, as a matter of fact, I'm wearing a pair right now. I love Chuck Taylor All-Stars. That's right. I'm heading off to the office wearing a pair of Chuck Taylor All-Stars. Those are my favorite shoes. They're comfortable. They... They have, a, you know, a thousand different colors. They can be casual. They can be a little bit dressier. I can wear them in a business casual environment. Heck, we've got dudes that I've seen wearing them with suits now. So, you know, it's, and no, I'm not of the, of this, this youngest generation that, that's wearing it. I'm an old guy. Uh, I was, I was born in the, in the seventies. So yeah, I'm an old dude and I still love me some Chuck Taylors. Well, my daughter knows this. She and I both share and actually our whole family loves them. Chuck Taylors, but we have a Converse outlet nearby, and she went went down to the Converse outlet and was looking around at some of the stuff that they had. Holy cow, this dude, I swear, is attached to my rear bumper with a magnet. Man, I can't even, I didn't even know he was back there, he's so close. Anyway, she was checking out some of the stuff at the Converse outlet and saw something on a display that intrigued her, and it was... A thing about designing your own Chuck Taylors. So this kid, who's an artist, I've shared some of her artwork in the past. She's the one that drew my little avatar for for Discord. Uh, she went on to the Converse website and designed a pair of Chuck Taylors for me. Now some of my other loves that that harken back way back to the in the day to hanging out with my granddad. Uh, my granddad loved comic strips. Now, not not comic books. He wasn't a guy that was in Marvel and DC and all that kind of stuff. No, he liked comic strips. And there were a few in particular. Calvin and Hobbes, one of his all-time favorites. I have several Calvin and Hobbes books of, you know, compilations of the comic strips that are up in my my little library, my bookshelf that, that are, you know, from, I remember being a little kid sitting in my granddad's office and reading his his Calvin and Hobbes comic strips. Now, no, the, the Chuck Taylors were not Calvin and Hobbes. That would be kind of dope, too. But one of the others was the Peanuts. Classic, right? Well, there was they have them licensed with Chuck Taylor. That's why it was, she was able to do this. But she designed me a set of Peanuts Chuck Taylors. And y'all, they're awesome. They've got, like comic strips all over. They're the, the off-white, not the, the stark white, but the old school, you know, look like they're a little bit aged, off-white color with comic strip all over them. Got the yellow tongue and the black stripes through them, just like Charlie Brown's t-shirt. Man, these things are sick. I, I'm, yeah, I love them. I, I can't, I, yeah, I don't even, I don't even know. I'm, I'm speechless. I opened that box and was just speechless that she was able to, to put those together for me. So, 
thank you to my little Peach. That's that's her nickname. If you ever hear me talking about Peach, that's my my daughter's nickname. So thank you to her for that awesome gift. And then because I had Monday off, y'all, we were sitting around Sunday and we're talking about some food and deciding what we were going to do. And we just we were lazy. We were really lazy Sunday. I ended up taking a nap for like three hours, right? And my daughter and I got to talking about ribs. And I was like, all right, I need to go to bed, but I want some ribs. So I ran over to the store real quick, grabbed me a slab of ribs, and I woke up at 6 o'clock on Monday morning and threw some ribs on the smoker because I knew we were all going to be working in the backyard in the morning before it got too hot. And then right about lunchtime, we finish up our work, and I pulled those ribs off the smoker. We had my wife made some Brussels sprout slaw, and we had all kinds of other stuff to go with it. So we celebrated with some smoked ribs on Monday afternoon after we finished up all of our hard work and just had a fantastic time. And then my wife, my wife, she's a baker. She works at a bakery, at a, at a patisserie. And she decided we, we, she wanted a pie. And she started to throw together a pie and realized she didn't have the filling. She's going to make a banana cream pie, I think, and realized the bananas weren't any good. So she's like, all right, she's going she's gonna to pivot. She's just going to throw something together, just make it up. Y'all, she made up a recipe for a peanut butter and jelly pie. And it's it's like my new favorite thing, man. Peanut butter and jelly pie. Doggone, man, that's delicious. Which kind of... <laughs> peanut butter. It reminds me of something that I posted on Twitter. A little a little controversial. Man, it got all kinds of people that are all like, ooh, gross. I'm, I'm waiting for somebody to actually, who has done this before, to, to comment on Twitter. But there's this thing that, that I think it started in the american south so like southeast not southwest but out in the farms where workers back in oh the early early 1900s guys out working on the farms getting their hands dirty and they need a snack during the day but they got dirty hands and they didn't want to have to you know touch their their hands to their mouth well what they did was on their way out to the farm they'd stop off at the little local store they'd buy a glass bottle of coke They'd buy a handful of peanuts and drop those peanuts down in the bottle of Coke. Come on. Somebody has had to have done this before. And I posted a picture of this on Twitter and people were freaking out going, ooh, gross. Now, listen to me, all right? You like peanut butter and jelly, right? That's salty and sweet. Same thing. Coke is sweet. Peanuts are salty. Yes, it's a drink and it's a snack food. But if you like boba tea, I don't want to hear you talking about, and yeah, you know who I'm talking about right now. If you can drink boba tea, I don't want to hear you talking about, ooh, the texture is gross. Because boba tea texture is gross too. Just like tapioca pudding is gross. Now, I love these tapioca, tapioca pudding. Feels weird. Tastes delicious. But yeah, peanuts and Coke. And yes, yes, Forcino, yes, you can do it in, in Pepsi too. All right, you can do it down there. Actually, I shared a link to an episode of a, a show that we watched on PBS um, called A Chef's Life. Uh, she's based out of, oh, where is she out of? South Carolina? I think she's out of South Carolina. Anyway, she's, maybe it's North Carolina. But that's where that's where Pepsi was invented, was down in the Carolinas, right? So when I say the American South does peanuts and Coke, well, the Carolinas, they, they do Pepsi and Coke. And there was a whole episode of her cooking show talking about peanuts and pepsi where it came from and she was making dishes inspired by that so yeah that might be more controversial than pineapple on pizza 
I don't care, man. I like it. What are some of the other weird food combinations that you or your family or your, you know, grandparents used to do or still do that sounds weird, but you actually like, right? So one for me is peanuts and Coke. Another thing that my granddad, I see, I'm talking about my granddad a lot because he did that peanuts and Coke. He's the guy that got me into comic strips. And one of his favorite lunches when he, we would come in from working in the fields, we would come in for lunch and my granddad would make himself a peanut butter and bologna sandwich. Now, that one, that is a little weird. I'll admit that one. I, I, as a kid, I liked it because my granddad ate it. I don't think I've had one in probably 30 years now. <laughs> so it's, it's not one of my favorites that my family does. But yeah, the rest of my family, they still talk fondly about the days when granddad would sit down and make himself a peanut butter and bologna sandwich and then follow that up with some some goose liver pate. I, he weird. We, man, we lived on farm and he's talking about eating, drinking peanuts and Coke and then going in and having goose liver pate for lunch. We lived a weird life growing up on, on the farm. I, I don't know what that's all about. But anyway, enough talk about that. We're, we're 13 minutes into the episode. We haven't even talked about Clash of Clans. We're talking about Father's Day and all kinds of weird foods. And yeah, that's, it's just weird. Anyway, what a big week for Clash of Clans podcast. I think just about every podcast has released an episode since my last one uh, two weeks ago. So we had all kinds of content. And it seemed like in the last three or four days... There were five or 6,000 episodes of podcasts, Clash of Clans podcasts out there. So thank you to you guys for putting out all that great content. So I was listening to all of them, you know, Monday and Tuesday, so yesterday, lunchtime, I'm sitting down and I'm listening to Reddit Talks Clash. And I was like, okay. And Reddit Talks Clash had a fantastic guest on their episode. You guys, they were able to wrangle Judo Sloth. So if you have not yet listened to Reddit Talks Clash with their Judo Sloth interview, please go check it out. Uh, give them a listen. They had some some good stuff there. While I'm sitting there eating my lunch, I was eating a sandwich, and listening to these guys, I get a notification on my phone that Judo Sloth is about to premiere a video. So I'm listening to Reddit Talks Clash interview Judo Sloth when I get a notification that Judo Sloth is going to be interviewing Darian. It was just, I was inundated with Judo Sloth yesterday. You'd think that, that I was one of his... Uh, it, one of his clan members as much as I'm going to be talking about him over the next little bit. But no, 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 not not one of his clan members. But I thought that was great. So I finished listening to, to Reddit Talks Clash, and then I head on over to Judo's channel and check out the interview with Darian. And let me tell you, I was kind of surprised. Darian just jumped right into it and let the cat out of the bag, as it were. We've all been thinking that there's going to be an update coming. There's been speculation on when it was going to be coming. Because we just had the what we like to call the spring update in Supercell, you know, when they when they get I don't know picky about what to call it. It's technically the the quarter one update, not the spring update. Oh yeah, whatever. Okay, Supercell. It was just a little over a month ago, right? And now it's almost the end of June, and usually we get an update in June, but we weren't sure with how closely behind the quarter one update was. Are we actually going to get that second quarter, that summer update in June? Well, I mean, first question, Darian goes off about, yep, you know, there's going to be stuff coming and it's going to be a June update. Just drop it just like that. Right off, no trying to trick him into giving us information. He just said it's going to be a June update. So that doesn't leave, that doesn't leave much time at all, guys. Right? Because we're already midway through June. 
And if it's going to be a June update, well, let's see. They almost always release updates on Monday so that there is time for them in the, you know, to, to work out bugs and stuff in the middle of the week uh, before the, the weekend comes around when everybody's going to be leaving. So there's only one Monday left in June. So are we going to start seeing sneak peeks today or tomorrow? It's not going to be a massive update. Now, he did say that. But the, you know, the last Monday in June is June 27th. So there's not a whole lot of time left for them to give us a June update. So what's going to be in it? We don't know. We don't know just yet. We don't know exactly. But we do have a few hints based on what Darian told Judo. So he said that they're still trying to stick to their four updates per year. So we've had one, which means we've got this June one coming. And then there's going to be two more, probably. If we look at it, it the way it's, it's historically gone, we're probably going to have one in early October and then another, another in December. And they've got one massive update planned for later this year. So, no, this June one is not the massive one. It's going to be a small one. Uh, what it's going to include, though, he, he said it's going to have a little bit of everything, right? It's going to have some stuff for the home village and some stuff for the clan capital. Most of the clan capital stuff, he didn't really talk about any new content. He said, but it is going to be some big quality of life and balance changes for the clan capital. So what what does that mean? Uh, one of the other things that he hinted about was making an adjustment to the way that the raid medals are distributed. So does that mean that they're finally going to rebalance the, the bonus, or not the bonus, the raid medals that you get from defense and maybe make those a little bit more balanced maybe maybe defense will actually matter so pay attention whenever this drops then uh, you know i've been talking about just putting out farming bases on clan capital because defense doesn't matter well after this update we need to pay attention and that might actually change to where defense is really going to provide a little bit more incentive to building defensive bases because right now it doesn't matter if you get attacked one time or 30 times, your defensive raid medals are based solely on one single solitary raid on your clan capital. And it right now only equates to about 10% of the raid medals that you get over the weekend. So again, that's why I say defense doesn't matter. Now, I have been personally talking about just putting out easy bases, but I'm not the one who runs the bases for Knights of Zion, so we haven't actually done that. I've talked about it, I've mentioned it, and since I'm not the guy that's running it, yes, I have the ability to because I'm a co-leader, but I'm not going to just go in there and torpedo everything, even though I, I do kind of torpedo uh, like the plan for what gets upgraded next because, well, I can. <laughs> Which leads to another thing about the the update that's coming up so yeah we've got this whole plan about upgrade this 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 and this and we all know that i don't think defense matters so i if if plan says upgrade a defense and there's still offense to upgrade i'm sorry i, I skip the plan and i go straight to, to upgrading offense and then for whatever reason the guys who put this plan out they're they're totally against me because they had all of the the barracks listed for upgrades, right? Because they are Rocket Loon fans. They love Rocket Loon, so they put Rocket Loons up there first. Got the Rocket Loons upgraded, and then we're talking about, see, Rocket Loons are so more power, so much more powerful than your sneaky archers, catfish. I'm like, well, yeah, duh, because you upgraded 
the rocket loons. You didn't upgrade the sneaky archers. So let me toss in all of my capital gold. All of my capital gold this weekend went into upgrading sneaky archers, rage spells, and battle rams. And I think I was the only one in the clan that was donating to it. So, yeah, that's what I upgraded. And by the end of the weekend, I think I got one or maybe two hits in with my upgraded sneaky archers and upgraded rage spells. And doggone it was just tearing up just as well as the rocket loons were doing things. So, yeah, I, I skipped out on, on part of what the plan was. So Catfish went rogue. My bad. But you know what? I'm also up there near the top of the list as far as plan, as far as capital gold uh, being donated to the clan is concerned. So, I whatever. It is what it is. <clears throat> but... Where are we going with this? I don't even remember. Oh, so talking about the upgrade list. Darian said that the, the most requested quality of life change, the most requested thing that he has seen from the community since the Capitol Hall got dropped was the ability for leaders to either mark or plan or put in a queue for what gets upgraded next. And he said they have been working on it. And unfortunately... It has been more difficult to put into the code, <clears throat> excuse me, than they originally anticipated. So that it, this will not be available in this update in June. It just couldn't make the cutoff for getting it in there. But that they still are planning on a way to get it in there for the third quarter update. Now, I've talked up in the past about how there in other games, uh, specifically Rise of Kingdoms, because that's the one that I played where there's like a clan research tree and the leaders can go in and say this is what we recommend everybody put their resources towards and i, I had mentioned how that could be you know one way they could they could kind of mimic that well i got to thinking about it <clears throat> and in that in rise of kingdoms there are very few things for you to put your your uh, research in as far as the clan research tree is concerned there's not nearly as many as the number of buildings that we have in the clan capital and it takes a long time to fill up one single thing on that that research tree there but with the clan capital there's a lot of upgrades that one single person can do and get it all completely done with you know within a second so for instance previous episode I talked about how I was going in and upgrading the cheapest thing so there were some some traps some mines and a couple little traps that were like two and three thousand capital gold well when I'm sitting on twenty thousand capital gold that lets me knock out like ten upgrades right there right well if if the leaders are able to just mark the the next thing like this is the thing we want you to do I would have finished that in a half a second and then there would have been no other mark. So they, they need to come up with a way to put a queue for leaders. But I don't know how big that queue needs to be, right? And that's probably part of the, the stumbling block that they're coming into when the guys are trying to code this into the game. Like, how big do we make this queue? Do we say, you know, do this specific building? Or do they, they say you can mark it to do offensive buildings or mark it to where they say upgrade barracks? I, I don't know. They've, they've probably got quite a bit of coding to get into this thing to make it work right. So I can understand that it's taken a little bit of time to get in there. But I am thankful that they're seeing what the community wants and they're working on it. So they've been hard at work on it, but they just have not 
been able to make it happen yet. So unfortunately, that one will not be in this June update that has all the quality life stuff for the Capitol Hall. Now, Capitol Hall isn't the only thing that's going to be in this update because he said that it would have a little bit of everything. So it's going to have some balance between Capitol Hall and the home village. That it would be heavy on the quality of life stuff, but didn't say that it was going to only be quality of life. However, he didn't go into any specifics about new content. So are we going to have new content for the home village? I I think this is the last update at Town Hall 14 before Town Hall 15 drops. I still think 15 is going to drop right after the World Championships. World Championships in the end of September. Town Hall 15 rolling in the beginning of October. I think that is going to be the plan. But we have no, you know, that's not been confirmed or anything yet. But I think we should still see a little bit of content for the main village. Hopefully, hopefully that's going to be in the form of a couple troop upgrades. I'm still holding out hope that we're going to see an upgrade of witches. I've, I've, over the last couple months, tried running witches a couple times to varying success. In low legends, I'm able to do well. Uh, I've had a, a couple decent war attack hits with them, but they're just still a little underpowered against Town Hall 14 defenses. So hopefully we will see an upgrade to those guys. I still think we could see another upgrade to like cannons, archer towers, maybe even expos. Uh, you know, those are those are some defenses that we'd like to see. Going back to the witch, the witch is the troop that has gone the longest without an upgrade. So that's why I still think that's going to be that. And then if we look at defenses that have gone the longest without an upgrade, we've got that air sweeper that's still red, doesn't match the theme of Town Hall 14. So potentially, could we see an upgrade to the air sweeper, bring it into the, the same color scheme is is what Town Hall 14 is? Maybe they can make that nice to where it'll, it'll work out with whatever the color scheme is going to be for 15. Not that I think they have that picked out yet. But maybe that would help against some of this air attack meta. If the, if the sweeper was a little bit stronger, I don't know what they would do to, to, to really add much of an upgrade to that. But that is the defense that is on the longest without an upgrade. Now, what else? Let's see. They said, I talked about how there's going to be a tweak to the Raid Metal Distro. I think that could be a boosting to the defense. Oh, they said that there's going to be some changes to quick donations. The question that Judo asked him was if raid medals could be used to donate to the war clan castle, you know, defenses, the, the defensive CCs for war. And Darian said no, but there's going to be some changes to the quick donation that he thinks the community will like. What does that mean? If they're going to have some changes to the quick donations, and then there was another question about super troop cooldowns and he asked, Judo asked if there was going to be the ability to cancel Super Troop boosts, and Darian quickly said, no, that's not in the cards, we're not planning for that. But then talks about this, this change to quick donation, all in that same kind of conversation. So if we take that from context there, I have to wonder if perhaps they're going to, are, are they going to let us donate Super Troops with gems? Because that's what the quick donate thing is, right? Quick donation is with gems. And now that we have the ability to donate to ourselves with raid medals, I could see them maybe making some tweaks to that quick donation because more people are using raid medals now than gems to donate. So gems are revenue for, for Supercell, right? So if they, if they make it better 
using those gems and that, that helps with their their revenue yes we get a whole ton of free gems but you also have to pay for gems too so anything they can do to help the community and also maybe passively bring in a little bit extra income and i have no problem with that i have no problem with the gaming developer wanting to bring in a little bit of extra money because then that means they can pay more developers Ooh, hey there truck jeez okay then it's physics man we, we can't both occupy the same spot all right uh what were we talking about raid medals and quick donations that's right so there's supposed to be some changes coming to quick donations that Darian says he thinks the community is going to enjoy. I can't wait to see what that's going to entail. Uh, maybe we'll get to be able to do that. Maybe we'll be able to donate those super troops using just gems. No real clue right now. And then, of course, they did talk a little bit about Town Hall 15 and that it is planned for later this year. Uh, no specifics on whether it's going to be the fall or the winter update no specifics on what it's going to include uh, there were some questions asked about is there going to be signature defenses uh, are there going to be are there going, is there going to be a new hero and yet again darian has has maintained that just because we're going to a new odd number town hall that doesn't mean that there's going to necessarily be a new hero he didn't guarantee it one way or the other but he did specifically say that the New hero every other town hall level is a thing that was invented by the community, not something that was started by Supercell. So there's not necessarily going to be one. And I think it would be, I think it would get so complicated if we had to deal with five heroes and all the pets that go along with that and all the, yeah, I, I just think that would be way too complicated. So I, I think we're going to skip out on a, I think we're going to miss out on a hero in town hall 15. All right, guys, what else have we got going on? I know that we've got this Itsu challenge base with, like, the 4 million Teslas. Uh, I have not completed that. I, I started it one time just to see what it was about. I saw that there were, like, 4 billion troops on the bottom, one of each troop, basically. Oh, my word. I hate that. I hate the whole scrolling back and forth and trying to select troops. I can't stand that. So I didn't even attempt the challenge. I'm probably going to go in and do it at some point. Uh, I need to, to watch a video and see how to get it done because I'm not going to sit uh, th Yeah, there's a lot of times that I try to figure them out on my own. But this one, having all of the troops, uh, I'm not even going to I'm not even going to mess around with it. It's just not worth my time. So I'll probably watch a video and try to recreate that. Now, I am sad I missed out on, was it an E-Drag event that had that had super boost super troop boost yeah i didn't do that one i missed that it was there until last night it said i needed to win 10 and i only had like two attacks left so yeah i didn't i didn't get that one done so i missed out on those those super troop boost potions whatever you call them but that is that is what we've got going on guys uh most of my content today was just recapping a judo sloth video that doesn't seem right i talked about my weekend father's day and gifts and crazy food uh, I talked about recapping a Judo Sloth video. Uh, man, Catfish is getting lazy, isn't he? Wow. But on to some of my own uh, my own original content here. I want to thank those of you still who have been involved in the COC Community Unity campaign that we had going on on Twitter. Uh, specifically, we've had our first non-podcast hosts who have used that hashtag. There have been a lot of you guys who also post podcasts that have jumped on board and use that hashtag on Twitter. So, you know, 
I don't want to diminish from any of that, but my challenge was to try to find somebody who wasn't specifically a podcast host that would jump on board. And we've had two of y'all that have done that. So I want to thank first uh, Vanessa Baxton for jumping on and, and giving a shout out for COC Community Unity. And then the other, now I say non-podcast hosts. However, while this person does not themselves host a podcast, we hear their smooth, buttery voice on every episode of a podcast. So does that make them count as a semi-podcast host? And y'all, I'm, I'm talking about Green Arrow. Green Arrow jumped on board and has given several shout-outs on the COC Community Unity hashtag. And while he doesn't host his own podcast, we do hear him on every intro to The Clash on the Potty podcast. So, does that count? And if so, then Green Arrow, dude, why don't you just give us, give us a podcast, man? Give us give us a podcast. We want to hear your voice. And as a matter of fact, get your buddy Knob on and let's let's get this this clashing down under podcast going. I, w- I want to hear it. I've heard rumors that there is a lost podcast out there somewhere in the ether that Green Arrow reported and was out there and now it's, it's gone somewhere. to give us a clashing down under podcast I, I, I would love it personally I would love it uh, one of my favorite YouTubers is a dude is he on Twitch too I don't remember but he's, he's a dude that's from Australia uh, he doesn't play Clash of Clans he plays Puppy Mobile and that's that's the Bushka is a, a great great voice love listening to that crazy guy and I think he fits right in with the type of shenanigans that I hear coming out of our our Aussie mates that we have uh, joined us here in the podcast community. All right, guys, hold on here. I got this crazy semi truck that I don't know what the heck he is doing, but he's trying to run people off the road. All right, we're past that without without getting run off the road. <laughs> that was a little scary for a minute. Anyway, guys, I think. That is probably going to wrap up this week's episode. It's a short one. I'm sorry about that. I thought it was going to be long because my ways was telling me that I needed to go a complete opposite direction, which usually means that there's a ton of traffic, but there actually wasn't that bad. So, uh, ways, thank you for, for routing me around all the massive traffic. And I know that it's been two weeks since I last talked to you, so we should have had a lot to talk about, but that was really the gist. I knew that we were going to be coming up on some update stuff and... I, I was happy to see that, that we got a little bit of that yesterday in that interview from Judo Sloth. So be looking forward to later this week, maybe, starting to see some sneak peeks. I'll start looking around because usually, you know, when, when the sneak peeks are coming, you can kind of, uh, well, I'm, I'm in a YouTuber's clan. So when we kind of see Klaus start playing a little bit more on his Town Hall 14 or kind of going a little silent, we can tell that he's working on some specific stuff. So anybody else paying attention to other YouTubers, uh, you can probably probably figure that out too because they're going to be working on their their sneak peek videos and doing a little bit of game testing on the, the dev build, which I don't know if the dev build's out or not. And we could ask Rick, but Rick's not allowed to tell us. So yeah, that's going to be about it, guys. Thank you for listening in. Thank you for listening and putting up with me just rambling on and on about Clash of Clans and, and what's going on in my life. If it weren't for 
the comments from you guys coming in saying that you enjoy listening to it, I, I wouldn't be here doing it. Um, that's not, uh, you know, I would be sitting here talking in the car to myself anyway, so might as well just record what's going on. And uh, if you guys enjoy it, cool. If not, then, hey, I'll just I'll hang up the AirPods and, and I'll call a day. Just go back to, to just playing Clash Plants instead of talking about it all the time. But thank you again for, for joining with me and hanging out with me on my commutes to and from work. Uh, if you have questions for me, please hit me up in Discord. Hit me up in my Clashing in Traffic Discord server and let me know what you want to hear about. Let me know what you want to talk about. Because uh, without you guys, without the interaction from you guys, I wouldn't I wouldn't have anything other than just the constant ramblings about the clan capital and about the events that we have going on in Clash of Clans. So thank you for helping me out in that manner. And uh, thank you to Peter. Peter, uh, shout out to him. On Father's Day, I woke up and had a message from Peter wishing me Happy Father's Day. He sent me a DM wishing me Happy Father's Day. So thank you, Peter for wishing me happy Father's Day. And again, I hope that all of those other Clash Dads out there had a, a fantastic Father's Day. Uh, and now, guys, until next time, I hope that y'all are staying safe and having some fun while you're out there playing in traffic. Bye for now. <laughs>